This podcast is produced by Sunnydale Studios. I don't want just anybody. Let me choose you like somebody. Try to dive on a ride. Just forever we ain't stopping. Hello, lovers. Welcome to episode 10 of Big Love Energy. In this episode, we are joined by a very special guest, health and wellness coach, my best mate and partner in love, Hayden Wolfsbauer. We talk about navigating love for the second time round, doing the work and answer some of your love letters. I hope you enjoy. Hello, welcome to Big Love Energy. Today we've got Hayden Wolfsbauer on the potty. Um, I feel like an excited little girl. Um, having you on the show, I'm like literally already sweating, but you've been such an amazing support of... Um, the podcast and me while I endeavor into this new world and so it's quite fitting to have you on today. Welcome Hayden. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so serious. <laughs> it's great. For now. No, for now. <laughs> um, I've been dying to get you on the show. It is called Big Love Energy and you are my love. I'm trying not to be cheesy but, but it will happen. Um, yeah and I just I want to have you on because your story like is one of the most inspiring stories that I know. Um, and I just wanted to share that with my community and anyone who um, comes across it because I think there's so much value in what you've been through and um, it's a space that isn't talked about often and your story gives me so much hope for men all over the world. So that's why I've got you on today. Plus there's a whole bunch of fun stuff. We put out some que- a question box to the listeners and um, a lot of spice came through. So we'll do our best to get through that. I think we did try and do it on our Instagram once, but it was pretty early days and we thought we might leave that for, for a little bit. Yeah, some dodgy questions. Yeah, dodgy questions came through. Um, but <laughs> I want to go straight into, like, I just want you to first off tell us a little bit about yourself where you're from and a bit of the lifestyle growing up. You from around these parts? Nah, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, well, Hayden Wolfsbauer is who I am. Uh, I've been over here kind of 12 years. I uh, grew up on a farm in New Zealand, just outside of Hamilton. So the two islands, the big one up the top, right in the middle of there, just outside of there on a small farm. I think there's probably only about 10,000 people there. Um, so yeah, I grew up on a farm most of my life till I was about 13 and had to move to the city because there's just no schools big enough for you. So you have to shift off to the city. And then, um, yeah, apart from that, I was fortunate to play rugby professionally, semi-professionally, three, three places all over the world. So New Zealand, um, Australia and England, and then ended up going back home and then thought this isn't for me, New Zealand. I'm with my brain and how it works, I just needed more opportunities. So one came up to play rugby over here and the rest is sort of just history, really. Mm. Haven't left. Amazing. And so, I, yeah. I remember when we first started talking, the part of New Zealand you're from is actually translates to Rose Town. It is the Rose Town. It's called the Rose Town. <laughs> it's got the me. third best town in New Zealand to live in, apparently. Oh, really? I don't know how accurate that is. But, <laughs> <laughs> it but it's got lots of roses, yeah. It's called the Rose Town. I have a rose tattooed on my body. Mm. I drew. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I love that. I can't, that you've shown me photos and it looks like an, a very idyllic part of the world. Yeah. Um, I guess from there, we'd love to know what well, you just said, you got to Oz because of rugby. Yeah. Um, but 
um, a, a, one of the listener cues that came up a fair bit that I thought I would steal for the beginning of this potty is how we met. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's it goes, it, we it's like we've been together over a year now, but we did meet um, a while back. Um, yeah, back, probably. Oh, I can't put a year uh, on it. Probably it, 2014. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was about this time I was looking at opening up the gym. 2014. Yep. Yeah, in the 2014 or something. You were like that. A, coming down to outfit. I think yeah. I came in to see Jamie to order my equipment for the gym or yeah. suss it out. Um, yeah. Because I had a business partner, Blake, at the time, and um, I knew Jamie through competing. And then so like, come on down. And yeah, so early Hayden days. was this star professional CrossFitter. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I don't know if there's much. <laughs> I don't know if you can call people professional crossfitters. <laughs> you probably can't. You can now. Um, but, uh, but I was. I got design- free stuff. That's why I got. You got free I stuff free. from where I was working. Yeah. So I was designing um, at a a place called Alpha Fit. Shout out to Jamie. Um, hey Jamie. Gold Coast based business that a lot of people would know and recognize the brand. It's all the gym gear you see and all the gyms that have like the weights and box jumps and all like rigs. Um, and I was designing for them at a pretty grassroots level. Um, and yeah, I remember, I think we met once like in person, but Hayden was one of our ambassadors at the time. And I remember thinking, geez, that's a manly looking man. <laughs> but like, obviously both in, in different relationships and, and yeah, not much was said at that time, but probably... Yeah, it would have been, yeah, just over a year ago, old mate slipped into the DMs. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> Didn't get a reply for ages. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was um, like, what is he messaging Humble, you for? humbling experience. <laughs> um, and then you got me with the kids. You asked a question about um, I'd taken Raph to like oh, a trading yeah, card place. That's right, the card stuff. And I was like, oh, I felt a bit sorry for <laughs> Sorry for me. Uh, um, so yeah, thought, it's a sob story. <laughs> thought, oh, I better help him out with this. And I don't think you've you've been there since. I don't think you actually took my advice. But nah. you got you got your your answer, <laughs> and yeah. pretty much straight away, we started when we started talking. I like just I don't know. There was just I had obviously a pretty big wall up, mm. <laughs> having been through what I've been through. So I um. Yeah, it was a hard egg to crack, but yeah, just the way you went about things and how chatty you were and just so like authentic. I was like, oh, this is really refreshing to talk to someone that just wants to have a nice chat. Um, and then I think we met in person and then that was it. Yeah. Yep. That's it was it. on. Done. It was on science <laughs> yeah. and delivered. Um, but yeah, it was a time and yeah, it's, it's a nice story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice and simple. Yeah. And I do think there was a few, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> You're like, oh gosh. <laughs> um, I do love that prior to us actually properly meeting over the years, like we were always seemed to be close to each other. Yeah, like there was always a link there somewhere. Yeah, we weren't too far away. Like yeah. even if the gym around the road, I don't, I don't know, working there, but stuff like that, how we didn't even bump yep. into each other. I mean, yeah. probably might not even have said hello to each other, but we'd never even seen each other. So yeah. Pretty strange how the world works. But. Yeah, definitely connected. Um, so I feel like I got a fast track knowing you when I listened to your four-part series, Growing Up Differently. You did mm. have a podcast there for a while and you've been on many since. So this is like 
nothing for you, but um, it's I It's a would... little bit more professional than my setup. <laughs> my... Well, I love that about you. At home you on you, my phone. You are like, I love that about you that you would just literally be like, I'm going to do a podcast and then nothing stops you. You just, you just get into it. And what the outcome of that is normally so valuable because yeah, me listening to your potty at that time, I think that, I think that's probably one of the reasons why I hit accept on your messages at one point because I was like, oh, he's like, he's got some substance, which is really what I was, you know, open. Like that was all I was going to let in. Um, and yeah, I would love for you to just summarize or like have a fair dig at, at sort of sharing your story because I think there's so much value in it. Um, yeah, probably if anyone has listened to it, thanks for that. Um, I hope you got something out of it. But if you haven't, kind of starts out as a young kid, um, being in a household of pretty heavy domestic violence at a young age, but wasn't young enough to forget it. It was right at that prime age where I literally remember everything. Um, so that sort of age was that probably that six to nine, which is probably a period where you can really visually remember things and you know what's going on enough to be like that's not okay the the hard thing was when you're that young you can't do anything about it uh, you have no control over anything so that was hard and then taking that into high school and burying it um and sort of feeling like you're the only one which i'm again when you're that young you, you think that you're the only one going through that sort of um stuff but i guarantee at the time there's probably lots of other kids going through the same stuff whether or not they've dealt with it, but you get to high school and you can't be rolling up at high school telling everyone about what you've seen, what you've done, because coming from small communities and towns, everyone knows each other and it's very hush-hush most of the time. So um, I had to sort of bury all that um, and, yeah, I pretty much buried it because I was good at sport, um, multiple sports, and I keep busy by forgetting about things like that um, through sport and excelling. And that was sort of like where I got accepted of being normal, I suppose. Mm. I don't really like using the word normal, but um, of people going, see, he's fine. Yeah. He's okay. He's killing it. He's doing all these great things. And most of the time I was just like, wow, this is just a little bit of an outlet. And if I wasn't playing sport, I was trying to hang out with friends all the time. It was like, yeah. Didn't want to be alone too much, and I am an only child, um, so I was always out and about and social, and had to force myself to, you know, continue to move on at a young age. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a a pretty hard transition, and then I went through that, um, got through high school, and I really enjoyed high school. Um, yeah, many good friends still from there. Got to. You know, meet lots of people playing at different high-level sports and travel all over the country and do cool stuff as well. Ended up even traveling um, overseas for sport and stuff like that at school. Um, and then left school and, you know, when you've been through that, you're like, oh, yep, yeah, I'm good to go. Mm -hmm. Like, And then at like, would have been, I think it was 20, um, I was at the races um, with friends drinking and carrying on as you do at the races. My dad keep ringing me and I was like, Fuck, why do you want to stop ringing me? And he was ringing me to tell me that my mum died. So I got home and then I was like, I'm going to answer it because, you know, I just felt guilty for maybe not answering because he usually doesn't ring that much. Mm. And your parents weren't together, were they? They're not yeah. together. They separated when we were very young, but remained like the best of friends. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, the, the, the relationship was between them was always good. Yeah. 
Sorry, just to, yeah. So that wasn't dad doing that stuff. Yeah. That was mum's second and third relationship. That was the violent one. Dad dad wouldn't hurt a fly. Yeah. Never heard him raise his voice. But yeah, he knew, normally doesn't ring that much. And it's not something that you're going to leave on a voicemail. Yeah. So I was like, wow, what's going on? And then, yeah, the last thing you expect is that. So I went through that at 20. Um, and she passed away from a brain aneurysm. So if you don't know what that is, they actually got good technology on it now, which they actually clip parts of your brain mm. to stop. Um, the kind of the brain exploding, I suppose, yeah. is a real. Um, <laughs> and you guys were super close. We're super close because I grew up with her the whole time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she was there for everything. So yeah, she passed away at twenty, and then yeah, what what do you really do when you're twenty? You start drinking pretty heavily, um, partying, and suppressing that, and then all the other stuff as well. So mm -hmm. it was like a lot of stuff that I was going through at the time. But again, sport. Kind of got a contract to play semi-pro pro in England at 20. And it was a perfect time because I got to get away from people. Checking in. People were asking me the same questions every mm. single day. Are you all right? I was like, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and it's not their fault. Uh, they, were, they were genuinely just trying to check up on me. But at the time, I was like, I need to get away from people. Um, and most of those people were, I'd grown up with my whole life. Yeah. So they were asking those questions all the time and I sort of had enough. Um, and I, yeah, went over and went over to England, played rugby there for a couple of years and come back and was super refreshed and yeah, uh, but still hadn't done any work on all mm. that stuff either. So it was still there and it would come out from time to time. It wasn't too noticeable, but yeah, it was, it was there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the safety blanket. I think people go, oh, it's not too bad. And then, um, and then all of a sudden they go through life, they make all these big life decisions and then it just bottles up, right? Yeah. And how did it come out for you? Um, it never really came out in a bad way. I was just, no, I was just, when I look back now, I was just never happy. Yeah. I wasn't the, the kid that I grew up with, um, like um, I grew up with around my family and friends and stuff. I was a lot shorter. I got frustrated way easier and I had not like a chip on my shoulder, but I, yeah, it was just... Things got to me really easy, yeah. and I look back now, and I was like, "It's because yeah. there was so much rage in there." Yeah. Um, but I, I never got into trouble. I never used it with violence or anything like that. Like I never got into trouble. Yeah. Uh, like you have a couple of dust ups with your mates and yeah. a couple of stuff like that, but it was never like me an intention of going out and hurting anyone from it. I was just yeah, didn't really know how to deal with it and. At the time, most of my friends were way too young to yeah. open up safe spaces. They didn't even know what that was. Yeah. Um, you know, some of them probably are just getting into that sort of stuff now. So, yeah, um, yeah, I kind of wish I had probably someone else that was older around or mm. had been through some stuff to sort of guide me. Yeah. But then also I managed to get through it by myself and go myself through it as well. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm not going to sort of say that I wish – this and that, but that was, that was part of my journey that made me who I am today. So yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so I, we'll go, we'll go to a bit lighter now. I absolutely love your dedication to health. Like, in fact, one of the questions, the list of questions that came through was how does he, how does he get those abs? <laughs> abs. Ah, how do I get my abs? Training lots, eating good. Um, but most look at you and think you're all about chucking around weights. It's very aesthetic, but I love that you are a geek for, I can't even say it, naturopathy. 
Um, yeah, there's probably a few ways to The say. herbs, yeah. you, you love hanging around flanneries and putting together the, the, all the bits and pieces and you, you always have like a little pile of herbs for me in the morning in, in capsules that mm. take this and yeah. all, with all funny names. What's, what's the story there? How did that come uh, about? I think early on aesthetics was, yeah, I like it. It's nice to look good, obviously, but what can you do with it and... You know, if you can't do much with it, then it's kind of pointless to be honest. Well, for me, that's my opinion on it. Like, yeah. You got to be able to use your body. So, um, yeah, I was always into looking after myself and, and looking good, but I was more, it was probably when I moved over to Australia, actually, I got heavily into it because I was running a sports store called Mr. Vitamins and they were the biggest supplement um, company in the Southern Hemisphere. Mm. But they had seven naturopaths on every day. Yeah. And I saw, I was there for, you know, almost 18 months, two years working with naturopaths every day and I was running the other section. Yeah. And I just, me just being super open-minded, I just would pick their brains all the time and learn and I just started competing in CrossFit. I was like, how do I cover more? Can this make me go faster? Can this make me be less sore? And they're like, oh yeah, like Chinese medicine is insane uh, when you get really, really into it. And, you know, they've been doing this since... 1800s and stuff yeah. and they're still doing every day now and yeah. i'm like why isn't western society doing this yeah so i remember taking a mushroom that's now trending now like nine years ago mm. and now everyone wants it from byron bay <laughs> but you know you go to a naturopath and they've been running that stuff for you know decades yeah um so i started trying it and yeah i'd have less burnout i could sleep better with my i haven't been diagnosed with it but probably part adhd 100%. it was able you know, I was able to concentrate a lot more, focus on things and not overthink and burn out. And then the sleeping at night, not just staring at the ceiling, trying to have mm. a million things going around in your head. All that stuff really helped. And then um, I started getting everyone else onto it, even the guys I competed against. Yeah. And uh, everyone's still taking it to this yeah. day. So it's, um, yeah, it's just me asking questions about how I can be better yep. day to day is probably how I got into the naturopath side of things mm. uh, and yeah used to it's probably illegal but i used to mix all my own concoctions up they showed me um i wasn't selling it to anyone but mix it up for myself out the back and ginsengs and cordyceps and ashwagandha yeah. and everything you can imagine all in one and licorice for stress and all this stuff and um yeah and you have taken it ever since so it's sexy yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so you have like, so your background with rugby and CrossFit, you've owned a couple of CrossFit gyms in mm. your time and you're not doing that anymore. Now your, your, your passion is obviously health and fitness and, yeah. and now you've gone in a different route. Yeah. Um, tell us a bit about what you're doing these days. Um, so yeah, I had an idea years ago. It sort of got um, pushed aside and said it wouldn't work. And if someone ever tells me that something's not going to work, I just get it's it's even more fuel for me to just prove them wrong. So uh, I knew it would work. It just probably even at the time, it probably wasn't a good time for it, lucky, especially yep. when COVID came on. Yep. Um, so what I've been doing is corporate health and wellness programs. So I go into big corporate um, companies and I create a gym on site for them. Uh, we get a natu- uh, sorry a nutritionist to come on, and which is a good friend of mine, Jake Campus. And we work with hundreds of corporates on site um, and it's all paid for uh, by the company. So good. So some of them are saving up to 20, 30 grand a year on health. And in these times, people are more um, 
health conscious, but with people not wanting to work, its retention of employees has mm. gone up. And we've had thirty percent increase in less sick days and more productivity. And that was in the, only in the first nine months. Yeah. So yeah, I opened up a second one now, and it'll be three, four, five, six, seven, and hopefully hundreds of them. Yeah, just a change in, change in thinking and way of doing things. Like it's just, mm. um, yeah, creating a, a space at work where you actually want to be at work. Yeah. Yeah. And just the time, like if you've got kids or you've got other stuff going on in your life, you know, getting up an extra hour earlier or an extra hour later in the day, you've got to think that that's, that's time where they could be going home spending with their loved ones and – why are they working these ridiculous hours? Because productivity-wise, they're going to be tired the next day and there's mm. no outlet. So there's a lot of stuff that we're sort of collecting data on at the moment mm. about that. And probably the, on the in the newest one is everyone's sleep. Yeah. That they've improved. got, I can sleep now. Yeah. Which means they're recovering, which means productivity is going to be automatically increased the next mm. day, which makes means the company makes more money. Mm. So there's a, yeah, there's a massive sort of... Um, push for it now and and people are doing it uh we're just lucky we kept very silent for 12 months yeah and collected all the data and now we can pretty much go to any company and that'd be pretty yeah, silly pretty, to say no with those numbers yeah pretty which hard is cool. to deny yeah yeah, yeah. the only reason they will deny is if they don't have space yeah so yeah, yeah. so that's what we uh we've been doing um and yeah yeah it's pretty cool that there's been forward-thinking ceos out there willing mm. to spend the money and yeah and take a leap and you've been so hands-on I think that's like the buy-in as well is that you've been you're a big part of like big part of making it happen and yeah you're so it's pretty wild the hours that you've spent into being yeah there. I remember getting up at like three in the morning going out there uh, get home at six seven o'clock at night sometimes um, but I, it's different so going on a little bit of a stray here but if you're a strength and conditioning coach, PT, whatever you want to class yourself as, you usually do your work in your place, your safe space, mm. like your place where you're comfortable in. Um, and that's fine. It's a different tone. You teach them differently and it's a completely different world. When you're going into someone's work, you can't go in there and start barking orders at them. You have to go in there and understand what they do for work, how stressed they are, learn to know how many kids they got, what's their dog's name, what's their cat's name, and really understand who they are as people mm. before you walk in there and start going you need to hurry up and train your overweight because mm. i tell you now it's not going to work they're going to tell you to fuck off mm. and then the ceo is going to go thanks you just pissed off the person who brings in me the most money yeah. so there's a whole different thing and that's where i'm going to create my own certifications in 12 to 18 months on how to train people in corporate spaces so yeah, yeah right he's right. a brain i yeah. like it I like so it. yeah, but it's been fun and the journeys we're ahead. I think I always get a bit wrong, but it's around about six hundred and eighty kilos of fat loss last year and three hundred and seventy kilos of lean Within muscle one mass. One corporation. One nine months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's something like that. It's, yeah. um, Jake knows the exact numbers, but um, it's not far off that. And mm. now it'd be way more because it's we've been going sort of fourteen, fifteen months. So. Yeah. 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 No, I've seen it firsthand. It's mm. super impressive and. Yeah, just having two experts in their fields, yeah, um, has been yeah so amazing for yeah anyone that gets involved. And I've I've been a client of Jakey's as well, and he's the yeah. best in the biz when it comes to nutrition. So yeah, to have that within a company alongside you is 
pretty exciting. Yeah. Exciting times. What's yeah. that called? What's the whole thing? Uh, Workwell Collective yep. is uh, my one. And obviously, Jake, we just subcontract, but he'll always be Jacob Campus Nutrition now. Yeah. Amazing. So, yeah. Um, you're, you did mention that ADHD brain, like... <laughs> you train a lot. Do you feel like that that is you train heaps to sort of just get you to a space where you can shut off at night? Like, what's no, nah, I, I don't even. It started really young, the training yep. 15, 16. Yeah, right. Training double days. Yeah. Um, so we used to have to train at school for rugby, and then I'd I had to con my mum into paying like 18 bucks a week down at this gym, and then I'd go train again, and then I'd go to rugby training. Yeah, right. So it was like three sessions a day when I was like 16. Yeah. And I'd walk there by myself. Were the other kids doing that? Was yeah, that- there was a couple of us. Um, if you were sort of in that high performance sort of, was also sort of, we looked at it as like, okay, we're going to be playing against these big adults when we get out of school. So yep. they'd sort of, it was like a transition into that. And yep. there were so many of us that were like come from small town, like yep. we want to crack it. Yeah. Uh, or we need to be ready for it. And some of the big schools like Hamilton Boys High and stuff like that already had these processes. Yeah. We we're lucky enough to have two very, very high level coaches now that are still coaching high level at our school teaching. Yeah. And they sort of instilled in like if you, yeah. you need to do this, else it's a no go. Yeah. Um so yeah, we're we're pretty careful and, and that's where I sort of got into the supplement world too, is yeah. They started feeding us up on the protein and creatine and all this stuff and got fascinated with it and there was probably about three or four of us that took it really seriously and we all ended up playing. Yeah. 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 Um, How do you find you, you still prioritize your own health and fitness? Like you're a single dad and juggling with two small kids. Like how do you find the time to train? Obviously you're surrounded by gym goers all the time, but you go over and beyond and you keep my butt in in shape. So um, what's what's the drive there? Is it just the general want for people just to be feeling their best? Uh, oh, for myself, I think I'm always chasing some ridiculous goal yep. deep, deep down, like with the stuff I've got going on at the moment, I'm trying to achieve. So yeah, what's um, the um, record that we're, that uh, I say where? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I'm very invested. Um, the first person in the world to double body weight bench and run a sub four hour marathon in the same day even if you could even put into in a five-hour window if you wanted yeah it's never never been done um yeah people are bridging the gap with a lot of things and there's a lot of crazy stuff happening but that one very left field Mm because they're two different yeah completely different um sometimes when you deadlift you get the best because it builds endurance and a little bit of capacity through your posterior so running sort of goes uh, hand in hand with it they sort of complement each other but these two are just so far off each other it's like yeah. a pure leg endurance with a pure upper body strength yeah um so i'm always chasing something like that and always will so in the back of my mind but then it's just me being better at things like yeah you running the half marathon and me running a marathon i'll probably run 100k or something eventually yeah, in my pushing. life um and it's usually just based on work ethic just try and outwork everyone yeah like and if my kids can see that whether it's through sport, work, but it also translates over into work now. So if I'm yeah. training very hard, my work's better. It increases as well. Yeah. So it's like just a flow on effect. So as soon as I sort of button off, it's not that I do much, but you can see everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that type of attitude. And it's that's when I start getting frustrated and I'm not the nicest person to be around. So <laughs> keep, yeah, just keep moving. Yeah. 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 Um, so with the whole um, 
the work. We're going to talk about the work in healing, which we oh, talked yeah. about this throughout the yeah. week. That healing is a bit of a double-edged sword. You feel like you never, you never should aim to be fully healed. No, I think it just gets thrown around when people feel like they're not quite themselves. They're like, I need to heal. And like, well, what are you actually healing from? Yeah. Can you actually pinpoint? Yeah. Like, yeah. or are you just, yeah, being a victim? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, because, yeah. And I'm not saying that just for the sake of it. There's a lot of people out there that have been through a lot worse stuff than me. Yeah. But I think it does get thrown around a bit too much yep. now. Like, I'm going on a healing journey and I'm like, you're 16. Like, <laughs> yeah. You need to live a little bit more and yep. deal with things a little bit differently. And, yeah, I think you don't. I don't think you'll ever really heal from those things. No. I just think you you'll understand how to cope with reoccurring stuff coming back from it, and understand maybe why it happened or yep. all these things. And I, and I think that's it. Is um, having knowledge on what happened is probably going to be the yep. best thing for you, yeah, um, because it might come again in life. Yeah. Um. So I don't think yeah you ever actually really heal from something. Yeah, I think yeah. you just build resilience. Yeah. Um, um. And what at what point did you know that your stuff was your stuff that you need to sort of start that journey from to, to sort of identify what you went through. Was it, was there a certain point in time? Is it a visit home and, and what yeah. sort of started your sort of uh, like going through uh, obviously divorce and stuff like that. But well, I went home, spent a lot of time with dad yep. uh, for six weeks. And then, cause we'd haven't like, we'd, we've always been close, but, I always lived with mum most of the time and I yep. still see dad, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't like I have with my kids. Um, yep. and that was just due to, to work yeah. and I fully understand that had to work long hours and stuff like that. And, um, but when I spent six weeks back there with him and, um, he's always just had this thing like everything will be fine. Yeah. And I'm like, used to frustrate me yeah and i'm like whatever mate like yeah it's not that right now <laughs> yeah and he's always been the calmest and i still have never heard him raise his voice yeah like yeah he's and because your mum was quite fiery she's fiery she's yeah. where i get my sort of fiery side from 100 percent, the fiery irish and then yeah he just kept telling me and i'd talk about it and try and justify things to me him all the time yeah and he'd go it's done yeah get over it yeah everything will be all right Every single day, he would have said that to me for six weeks. Yeah. Just reassuring the whole time. Boom, yep. boom. Yeah. Every day, probably three times a day sometimes. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, 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 it'll work out. And he's like, no. Nah. Because I know he, but then I look back now and I only noticed this the other day when I was talking to him because he's actually getting married again. Is he's been through it yeah, multiple right. times and he knows the feeling of it. And he also knows that everything is going to be all right. Yeah. So it's, like couldn't have been anyone better in the situation yeah. to hang out with. Yeah. Um, and you had a moment with him that makes me emotional. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, dad started crying and then it was a song and then hugged me and he said he wasn't there enough when I was younger and should have been more hands-on and things like that. So that's – and that's why I'm pretty hands-on for the kids, I think. Yeah, you said um, that's that's pretty much all you needed really was a big long mm, hug. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that apology. Almost. And you usually probably get that a little bit more from your mum. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Uh, and that would have been probably mum if she was still around. Yeah. Uh, but it was nice for dad to sort of step up and, and take the reins and yeah. So it was mm. just cool. And we have such a better relationship now. Yeah. Um, I'm lucky to have two very open-minded parents. Yeah. Um, so there's, there was nothing that 
was a no-go or yeah they wouldn't discriminate against anything it was like oh yeah cool like it makes them happy if you want to do this then go for it yeah um so yeah i'm trying to do that with my kids as well yeah they like something go for it then i'm not going to force them into anything yeah um and coming from a rugby family um no one forced us into rugby yeah but i think that's why we enjoyed it so much because we weren't like you have to be good at this you have to perform and yeah so it was nice so good we're gonna go into our segments because there's plenty more to talk about over there lots of little cheeky questions Mm. um first up love letters love letters question number one it says what is jesse's best and worst trait and vice versa so you can go first (laughs) <laughs> best. Oh gosh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, probably listening. Oh. Just listening, I reckon. Because um, I talk a lot. <laughs> if you can't tell, most sometimes it's absolute shit as well. But <laughs> you just sit there and you're like, she's probably. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then worst. <laughs> oh, no. Gets me every week. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna be there at six. <laughs> leaves at five to six, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm a person who about. is an hour early. I'm that person, the weirdo that's really early. Not quite an hour, but you know, I'm always early. I'm a busy person. I know, but you shouldn't tell me you're gonna be there at six. <laughs> tell me you'll be there at half past six. <sighs> okay, and that's, okay, my that's, turn. My yeah, turn. Go on. <laughs> Um, best would be that you talk so much in a, in a good way that you are a communicator. Um, Hayden always, I remember early on, um, I just remember thinking, uh, you know, everyone's three favorite words is I love you. But for, for me, his three words that he'd always say to me was talk to me, talk to me. And for someone who's quite used to like not um, communicating and bottling things up because there was never really an open space to talk about feelings. Yeah, to have someone constantly like prodding me <laughs> to be like, speak your feelings is like my absolute favorite thing. I think that's why we work so well because I finally have a chance to talk um, and have plenty to say. And we 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 just talk so much um, mm. in a real like it's just that yeah end of the day winding down get everything out on the table. It's just I think makes for such a healthy relationship mm, yeah it's good it's nice because yep. yeah it's only there's only really one thing you can do if you have no one to listen yeah it's just bowl it up and yes. oh well that's how it is so I mean, it shouldn't be no it's not yeah. not how it's supposed to be um my my worst trait <laughs> is that he talks so much <laughs> <laughs> is it <laughs> it's, 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 it comes with its Sometimes I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I just let's just say that I have to um always have my AirPods on standby because he calls. He's on the road a lot. He's always driving from one client to the next, and um and I love it. Like I said, I just said I love it, but also sometimes I'm like, oh, there's so much chat, <laughs> and we just yeah we talk all the time, but it's good. But um. Yeah, no, maybe the punctuality. You are too early sometimes. I'm not ready for you. You're too early. Mm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's not much I can fault really. Um, question number two, balancing split families. I need all the advice I can get. 
how we sort of balance like we we're pretty independent people like we've yeah. whilst we're, we've got our own stuff going on yeah which and is probably pretty key a bit of a blessing in disguise i think if you had less going on you'd be constant i'd be constantly like where are you at like let's hang out let's do this yeah. but i think the like what's been really important for both of us is just to keep like whilst we're a solid partnership and know where we there's no like insecurities of where i think that's how I'm able to sort of just focus on my stuff and you're able to focus on yours is that mm. we know completely where our loyalties lie and, and that we're there for each other hundred percent. But, um, with the busyness of everyday life and running businesses and kids, so we've got to actually keep quite focused on our own, own agendas really. Yeah. Um, and give each other the space to do that and not get too like, Oh, Hey. Yeah. Being yep. needy would get hard on those. Yeah. Cause then, the person who is busy would probably get frustrated. Yeah. And, you know, you could see clashing heads there. So you definitely need your own stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think I think if on a more general sense, if you're yeah struggling to balance the split families, I think, yeah, just having your own, like having your own identities as a family going on, like definitely come together and, and make that time for each other. But you always say to me, like, we've got so much time ahead of us. There's no rush. Yeah. And and I agree. It's just like um, when you get so focused on the on the next thing, like, um, it's be- be- best to look at the bigger picture and, and do it that way. Yeah. That's kind of how life rolls, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just take it as it comes. Yeah. And-, and I think when we have our time together that we get, we just make the most of it. We have such mm. quality time connecting and talking and talking crap and and dancing in the mm. living room together. Um, so, yeah, it's, yeah, I think that's how we find the balance. Um, yeah, question three, how does he get those abs? Is there a specific, is there a specific seven-minute abs that you do? Oh, no, seven minutes. <laughs> Sign up, link below. Um, no, nah, I don't know. Everyone just if, if people don't really know too much about abs, they're very gen- genetic. Yeah. So, um, thanks, Dad. Yeah. Um, I've got big, thick, chunky abs, and that's just a genetic thing. Some people have small, thin ones. Like you got big, chunky, veiny arms. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's a, it's a genetic thing. Like it's you can't change what they look like. Yeah. Um. All you can do is get lean enough so they. So they show, show. So yeah, everyone's yep. different there, and and you'll see that with if you put, you go to ever been to a, like a physique, uh, physique show or bodybuilding show, everyone is completely different. Yep. Um, but obviously nutrition and training, hundred percent helps. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it on it. Getting lean yeah. enough that they pop out. Yeah. <laughs> then you'll be like, oh, you might be one of those people that has crazy abs. You never yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Um, have you dropped the L bomb and who said it first? Oh. <laughs> You said it first. Did I? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm 12 on TikTok right now answering these questions. <laughs> um, Who are these from? 60 <laughs> year olds. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up. Bring still, them up. There's still, Ooh, there's still out. more coming through. I'll see if there's um, any. <laughs> yeah, well, I did then. I don't. Yeah. yeah you don't remember? Not we really. were, were. Probably had a few too many wines. We have decided that. If you, if 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 there's no I at the front, it's not as serious. You gotta say I love you. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know where you get this shit from, eh? I'm a child. <laughs> um, I'm getting. Just make up your own vocabulary. 
Um, question number five, what has self-development looked like for you? So I suppose um, like you, your great we we put on the brown noise at night we put on meditations we um meditation learning to actually meditate yeah people say they meditate every day i don't know if that's correct yeah we've done some pretty crazy shit Um, now i suppose there's like light versions but to actually learn do it properly for like a good hour or more like yeah. those proper breathing meditation yeah. sessions that's what i'd class as meditation and yeah. you don't need you don't you're not doing them every day no you're to leave the house yeah no they take just, a lot they out they of you just drain yeah. drain you um yeah. and a lot comes out in them if you haven't done that before proper breath work yeah we get the ceremony cacao out and yeah like the so that yeah i think that that's huge if you're but then you also have to be open enough you can't just go in there all Pent and rage and hope that you're going to release everything yeah. and everything's going to be fine the next day. There's so many facilitators out there now as well. Like if yeah. you look up local breath work. Yeah, I did the stuff with the men guys, yep. wire and all that. Yeah. Um, and they're they're going huge now. And um, yeah, I, into, I used to play rugby with uh, him back in New Zealand, so he's out there doing it. Yeah. You know. Um. So it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty interesting space. But there is lots. Just finding some a space that you can get into that is to go deep yeah, yeah safe and comfortable because you don't want to waste your time going there and just sit in the corner and you're not ready for it yeah and uh, to know when you're ready you'll uh, you'll just know yeah there's not going to be like a light bulb and you're like i'm ready to go now let's yeah. go yeah yeah you might just need to do a little bit of even listening to certain podcasts and like a big one for me was peter cron yeah he is unbelievable yeah uh joe dispense says he's he's always pretty good yep. there's just a couple for me um that sort of just really simplifies how the, the world and days and what to focus on and what not to stress about and things like that. And yep. um, and these guys have done thousands of brain studies. Yeah. So it's not, they're not just making it up. Yeah. Um, so they go through all different brain types. Yeah. Teaching. And some of them be like, oh, that's exactly what I do every day. Mm. I need to stop that. How do you stop that? start doing this yeah just little stuff i suppose yeah and i suppose paired with moving your body and what you eat like yeah fitness and endorphins no one's gonna not everyone's into fitness and i get that yeah but you know it might just be walking or jumping in the ocean or something in the morning it'll release that and you'll go this is great yeah um and that can change your whole mood Mm. which then getting in a routine where that's the new normal then obviously if you're a better person for that just keep doing it why are you stopping yeah yeah, make yeah. it a priority. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to go into our weekly segment, Flashback Faves. Flashback Faves. I would love to know. I, I Actually, I do know. <laughs> but for the listeners, what um, favourite songs like from, from way back when when Little Hayden. How little are we talking? <laughs> um, just those yeah, the formulative times where the formative times, sorry, um, growing up that sort of helped shape who you are. Like I know that he's, we have very different playlists at home. To be honest, we we always listen yeah, to Hayden's. My parents are not musos as in they played instruments, but like it, there was always music going. There's all Same different babe. types. Yeah. yeah, no, we and I and I definitely like we know all the same old phase yeah but um you still and you still love listening to them every day whereas i'm like there's new music as well (laughs) yeah i listen to new music (laughs) Um, so quite often he'll be like what's this 
weird music in the show. Like it's the current hits. You should give it a go. <laughs> what, Ken um, Leroy? I'm listening to him. There's nothing wrong with him. Um, but no, what are some like some faves, like actual faves? Like, give me two. Yeah, give me two. My parents always had parties. It was always like your Die Straits, Doobie Brothers, um, Rolling Stones, uh, geez, all that era. And I, I love all that music. You love Elton. Elton John, mm. um, Prince, all that stuff. Yeah. I can, I can listen to that all day, every day. Um, so that was like a big part of like when I was younger growing up yep. before high school and that. Yes. It still was around at high school because I started listening to it. I'd throw parties and then that music would come out. So I think it was just everyone around. Party boy, hey? Should she? <laughs> um, and then probably when I was around about uh, 15, 14, that Nelly country oh. grammar came out <laughs> and changed my fucking life. I was like, rap music is the go. I was and then I just got heavy into that. And then, as you know, 50 Cent is my favorite rapper. And then I just went crazy I believe, from there. Can I tell a funny story? Go on then. No, not this. Oh, yeah, that one. Um, you can listen to it. <laughs> when when Hayden was trying to win me over <laughs> through the the direct messages, um, I went, I gave him some radio silence because life was just busy. And then <laughs> about two weeks after me not answering any of his messages, he sent me a link, a YouTube link to a song. He's like, have a listen to this. Yeah, and I was bang. like, I was like, oh, I hope this is good. This is always a good indication <laughs> of how things are going to work out. And it was. It was the good. Ju- is, you love it. It's. Um, Everyone loves what it. What is it? It's 50 Cent and. St- and and Bee Gees, Staying Alive together. Staying Alive remix. Remix. I like the Bee Gees as well, obviously, now. And I didn't write anything back. And I was like, this is this be number one. Um, <laughs> I can't believe it's not on the radio. Yeah, no, it's a, yeah, you can't even find it on it. It's like a remix. Yeah, or some I DJ think a few remix. people have done it, but yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to find that. But that pretty much sums up that's your two favorite. There's Nelly and, no, 50 Cent. 50 Cent. I like all that stuff, yeah. like G Unit and all yeah. that. Um, yeah, and he does. He but does. But then I like, like rock as well. Like I can list like Rage Against the Machines, probably my favorite. I don't like this part of this. Rock. No. no. <laughs> um, I'll listen to Limp Bizkit, all that as well. But then Metallica and all that, I listen to it all. There's yeah. nothing that I'm not like. No, that's no good. Mm. The only one is really like the hardcore screaming. And if I was at a concert, I'd probably get into it anyway. <laughs> Start screaming for everyone else. So there's yeah. nothing where I'm like. Yeah, yep. the, the short of it is that we both love music. We mm. love a good time. We've been to a fair bit of live music in the past year. It's great. Yeah, it's been good. That, that things are back and pumping. And um, But, yeah, more often than not, we'll we'll just sit at home and listen to music and by the end of the night, we're normally I'm giving you a salsa lesson or something like that, mm. samba lesson. Mm. <laughs> um, then I want to do the final segment. I can't believe this is really over. It's been a good chat. Um, words to live your week by. Words to live your week by. I would love for you to share with the listeners a quote or saying that um, you love, um, that you mm. feel will benefit them. Uh, I like the man in the arena, but yes. it's really long <laughs> and I don't remember it. <laughs> um, work hard in silence, let success be a noise has always been one coming from a small place, I suppose. Yeah, right. Um, and that's, I, I suppose, because I've said this before and people are like, yeah, but you're on Instagram and stuff like that. It's not really that. It's 
it's like all your personal stuff that you don't, you know, you keep behind that you're working yeah. hard of. And then all of a sudden people, I didn't know you were doing that. It's more of that stuff, yeah, uh, which is cool. Um, and I bump into people now and it kind of resembles that. They're like, I didn't know you were doing that. Like, mm. I haven't seen you for a year. And they're like, holy shit. Yeah. Just stuff like that. So yeah. you don't have to go out and tell everyone about everything you're doing, I suppose. Yeah. Just work hard at it. And usually if you're, if it's that good, they'll end up knowing about it anyway, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a few things in the pipeline, but you've, mm. you've told, yeah, I've learned a lot from you just to sort of work hard in silence and, and yeah, we'll just let that all do the talking when it comes about. But, yeah, there's plenty, plenty to be excited for. Yeah, and some cool stuff coming. Yeah, and I think that's, yeah, one of the things that I love, like, doing life with you is just it's always, like, we're so similar in the way that we're just always – just trying new things and and trying to keep things exciting and alive and and make the most of this one precious life and it's pretty cool mm. doing it by your side. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But yep. thank you for coming on today. That's all right. You're a busy man. I was able to lock you down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't need a glass of wine to, to drink. You did well. at the start. <laughs> I did. I was very nervous. But no, you're just amazing, honey. That's all right. Anytime. <laughs> thanks for having. No, thanks for having. Thanks for coming on. And I'll um, yeah. This is the final episode of season one. This is episode yeah, ten. Right. So it's gone fast. Yeah, it's gone Jeez. super quick. Yeah. Um, and it's been it's been really fun so we can't wait for season two we'll definitely mm. be back next um in a couple of weeks really have a couple of weeks break and do it all over again and collect some pretty cool guests for next season so thanks for listening and hope you enjoyed that episode bye i don't want just anybody let me choose you like somebody try to die up on a ride